Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open Podcast, the master's class, and we have our masters of the ring. School is now in session. We have the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer. We have WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray. And then we have WWE Hall of Famer, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports, and the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Gentlemen, how are you today? Man, awesome, man. Let's go. Let's do this. And I'm oh, into yeah. this topic. This is this topic, I think, is this is a topic I can definitely not talk about, but you three definitely can, and that's the art of putting a match together. I know there's a lot of things that you have to think about, a lot of reaction. There's so much that goes into it. So, Mark, I'll start with you. Uh, the art, and it is truly an art of putting a match together. It is. Uh, you you want to know what people's strengths and weaknesses are first when you go into a match. And you want to play the hits. You want to make sure that things that people do well, um, that you, you get some of that shit in, which is a big deal with wrestling. Everybody wants to get the shit in, so they look good. But you, but what what is the story of the match? What are you trying to do? When I do seminars, uh, it's the how, when, and where of wrestling. A lot of the guys already know how, so you know you don't have to teach everybody how at the elite level. But when you do something, and where you put it is really really important because it, it'll set up the next things. And you want that story to be told to where people lose track of the entertainment world and they all they can see in the ring is my guy is in peril. The bad guy is, I mean, he is Darth Vader. He is Godzilla. He is the ultimate monster, the Jason Voorhees of, uh, of wrestling. And that's what you want to portray. So in order to do that, you have to take a, a Bully Ray and you have to take a Tommy Dreamer and you got to say, you know what? I know that um, uh, Tommy is a bigger guy than Bully. But as strong as Bully is, he still can't lift Tommy because Tommy is going to do what? 
He's going to hurt bullies back early. He's going to hit him in the back. He's going to sauce him up. He's going to tenderize him a little bit. He's going to put him at a deficit so that when he does try to pick him up, oh, he can't do it. And those are the things that should play paramount in a match. You should set up things. I I hate it when people take a, a, a chair and they just go and use the chair. Why? Why that you take that's man no foreplay. No woman is ever going to want to be with you if that's what you're going to do. You take the chair and you introduce it, and as soon as you try to swing it, the referee grabs it and pulls it away and say, "No, Mark, you can't do that." And when he's putting the chair down, you grab the chair again. The guy hits you or something. The chair falls down, and you forget about it. Leave the chair alone. Referee, don't kick it. Don't do shit. Leave it where it landed. And you work away from it. And then all of a sudden you do this, you do that. And then somebody gets sidewalk slam, boom, and lands on the chair. And now it pays off. It's like you, you have to let people forget. And, and that's the lost art of professional wrestling. I think that today's wrestling, people try to memorize too much. And they want to do things in sequences. I don't remember. I don't remember that kind of stuff. Like I want to go and tell a story and there's been times where I've wrestled elite guys and they tried to steer me to do something. And I would go, no, it's not time yet because I could feel it because I'm the one that's giving the heat. And if I'm giving the heat and I'm leading this match, then going to that is going to cut off what I got in my mind for later. So all of these thought processes are going on while humans are trying to not kill the other person. Because, you know, I, I talk about it and we, and we still haven't gotten my guy Darren on. I never want to see another wrestler get paralyzed from the neck down or chest down. I never want to see it. When you do stuff that you plan sometimes and you want to, I got to do that because I planned it. Uh, it could go wrong. And I just don't put a lot of stock into it. I'd rather wrestle Bully or Tommy where we can go out there and uh, uh, Bully, man, what you want to do? Shit, I don't know. What you want to do? Let's, hey, you're the strong guy. Let's let's play off it. Makes sense. It's that simple. Right, yeah. And, and it's that simple. simple. I wrestled Tommy and Tommy is like, I, I, I always, you know, placate to Tommy because he's, you know, just a wealth of knowledge in, in, in psychology. And I would say, Tommy, what you want to do? And he'd be like, man, you're the strongest man in the world. And we're going to just, we're just going to do that thing, man. Let's just, let's just work it. And I, man, I would press, I would get Tommy here and get ready to press him. And, and, and Tommy would start hitting me. Or he would, or, or he would need me, and I put him back down on his feet, and he'd take off running. He bounced off of me because I'm a bigger guy than him. And when I would, when I would get Tommy down, and I would go to sit on, do the ass sit on him, he would move out of the way, and while I was on the ground on my ass, he would hit the ropes and drop kick me in the face. Then I, I would sell around. He's up on the second rope. He come off with a double axe. He's already got me going. And then he would go up to the top 
and he would come off in a crossbody and I'd catch him. Boom. Oh. I would go ready to give him the world strongest. He'd slip behind, hit hit the ropes, drop kick me in the back. I hit a take a face bump, give me a DDT. One, two. Oh, you get another one. You have to use what the other person is good at and take the paramount thing and use that. And that, that's just the lost art of wrestling. Wow. And there's a lot of points to piggyback off of what Mark just said. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hit them. And then also give you a recipe for success when it comes to putting a match together, because the recipe hasn't changed in a hundred years. Unfortunately, a lot of wrestlers are getting away from the recipe that works into this new recipe that does not uh, tell the same kind of stories. If I'm wrestling Mark Henry and the very first thing that we ask each other is what story are we trying to tell? The answer is very clear. Mark is the world's strongest man. I'm a 300-pound man. I'm going to look at Mark Henry right before the match starts. I'm going to pick up the microphone. I'm going to tell, tell him, I don't care if you're an Olympic athlete. I don't care if you're the world's strongest man. I guarantee you, Mark Henry, you will never body slam me tonight. Done. We're done. There's your story. The story. Now, now, when Mark Henry turns around to look at the people like, you believe this guy saying that? Wham! I jump him. And I get heat on him, and I get heat on him, I get heat on him. He gets me up for that slam, I cut him down. He'll get me up for a slam a little bit later on in the match, and I'll cut him down. And eventually, the finish of the match will be Mark Henry body slamming me for the one, two, three. It's that simple. Bully, I hate to interrupt you. But you said the ultimate thing in that one in that last sentence, it leads toward the finish. Everything that you do from the announcement to the guys making cutting the promo to the setting in the heat, whatever, it leads to the finish. And if you can do that and make everybody forget that there is a beginning, that there is a body of a match that there is a heat that there is a hope and that there is a finish and you forget all of that you won you 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 achieved what you came to do shine heat comeback finish it's been working since day one building a match is no different than baking a cake when you bake a cake there are certain steps that you have to do certain aspects of the process of baking that has been in place since the first day people learned how to bake. You mix the ingredients together. You pour the batter in a pan, you bake the cake, and then you let it set. Shine, heat, come back, finish. If you follow those steps for baking a cake, you can bake any cake in the world. If you follow those steps for a pro wrestling match, You can put any type of wrestling match together you want and tell any story you want. People deviate from this. Now, what's unique about each individual cake? The ingredients. You're not going to make a pineapple upside down cake with the same ingredients as a chocolate cake. So in in the ring, the different ingredients in the recipe are the moves. I've said it from day one. You could do any move you want. Just make sure it fits the recipe. 
Just make sure it makes sense in a match. There's no reason. If you want to do an acai twisty moonsault to the floor with a raspberry twist, go right ahead as long as it makes sense for the match. And we're seeing entirely too many talents these days doing a move just for the sake of doing a move. And that's like throwing an ingredient into the cake that just doesn't belong there. So it's all about storytelling. Mark talked about, you know, picking up the chair and just using it. What was my complaint about that Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, you know, segment that was shot like point of view style that we didn't leave. They just pick up the cane and they start hitting each other. None of those shots mean a damn thing. There's no intent behind the shots. There's no malice behind the shots. Everything should be done a certain way. And that way all leads to telling a certain story. And when it comes to storytelling, I'm sure Tommy can tell you even more. Uh, This is a loaded question. And I had hesitation even doing this. Um, Mark said it the best when you're working with elite athletes, when I remember first time getting in the ring with AJ styles, first time getting in the ring with edge, like, you're, you're just gelling with these guys and you're calling things that you know are going to work. When Mark went through that entire scenario with him and I, the only restriction that I had, I was only allowed to bump Mark Henry once because we're building him as the, a monster, meaning WWE. So, But I'd have to go out there and perform for 11 to 13 minutes and only be able to move a guy once. And when Mark said my one move, the DDT. And when Mark kicks out of my finisher, I'm like, what the hell else? I got to go to the top. And then he would catch me, pluck me out of midair, either hit me with a a waffle uh, with his forearm and then pick me up, scoop me, or on good days where he was uh, feeling it and I wasn't as heavy of a load, he'd catch me in midair and hit me with his finish. And he'd take it away from the people. But that was for Mark Henry just standing uh, toe-to-toe with Tommy Dreamer or Mark Henry just decimating Tommy Dreamer for 11 to 13 minutes, the people would crap all over it. And I always say I would wrestle every match till the end of my career with Mark Henry because it was so much fun, easy, and just made so much sense in the sense that the people were always behind me. Here's this monster beating the crap out of this guy, but this guy won't quit. And it's, you know, we use this all the time. It was Rocky. I wouldn't die. And even though he beat me, I would come back the next night. Rocky too. Uh, that's that scenario. And this is why I was saying this is a hard thing. You're asking a quarterback how he's going to play a game. You're asking a pitcher how he's going to pitch when there's all these different variables. There's weather. When, when I say weather, I mean a crowd. When there's, uh, you know, nowadays where, hey, play, players are getting uh, out on COVID. Uh, you don't know who you're going to be. I'm talking and Bubba and Mark are talking elite athletes. Now I'm talking about independent wrestling where at times you're not getting elite athletes. And my first thing is I literally ask somebody who trained them. And then no matter what, I don't care who you are, where it is. When I lock up with you, I know whether this match is going to be good or bad. And I lock up with everybody because that's the first feeling each other out. And when I tell you it's as real as real can be, because right then and there, my mind's going to be like, Oh, we're going to get rid of this or I'm going to get rid of that. 
For some people, yes, I do have to say, hey, I'm going to do this, this, and this, because they want to tell me, because they're, I don't, I'm not saying they're not elite, elite athletes. I literally just met you, and then I'm going to trust you with my body. And these are conditions. I just wrestled in uh, a show where they had four steel cage matches, and I was the main event. Thankfully, I was wrestling somebody that I had wrestled before, and he's a really good wrestler. His name is Chance Prophet. And I wrestled him before, and I knew I'm going to be trusting this guy in a cage, as well as when I talk about conditions, WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, great rings. When I talk about conditions, you get into some of these independent rings, there's literally holes in the boards. And yes, that happens in WWE, uh, where the three of us all work together. Never happened in ECW. We had one of the best rings ever. But these are conditions you have to take. I'm also inside a steel cage where I get in the ring. I walk around. I'm testing the floor. I'm testing the steel cage. Is there a piece of metal sticking out? But when I also talk about conditions, what did the other matches do before me? Because there were three other matches. If Mark Henry's working on Tommy Dreamer's back, but the three matches before did it as well, the fans are seeing the same stuff. I still go out and watch. If there's a monitor, I watch. Or And that's what, you know, B Bully, Mark, we're all talking about listening to the crowd. Where Mark's like, uh-uh. I'll be like, uh-uh. Because also, like, again, there's times when I get to wrestle great people. And then I get to get wrestle guys who are not so great. And it is my job as the local, uh, as the, the talent brought in to make those, I'm, I'm the, the loner. It's my job to make those talent look like they belong and could hang with Tommy Dreamer. And then if it's next week or next month, if it's Bully Ray on the independent level. And, and that's where this business is different. And I love when I get a chance to work with young guys who are good. And then I could give them advice or I'd be like, come on, you know, more, give me more, less. It's just every scenario is different. But when I tell you there's times where game plan is lost when I lock up with somebody and right then and there, I, don't, I know they don't know how to lock up or if they hit me in their, my ear when they're locking up with me right then and there, it's like, okay, you're going to have to listen or, you know, this is going to go two different ways. This, this Tommy, this might be, that's awesome because it just brought a memory. You remember Colin Delaney? Yes. So. Colin Delaney was an extra talent and they just wanted me to go out there and kill somebody. And like we always say, if I go out there and I dog whoop somebody and people are all they're going to remember is I was sweaty when I came to the ring and I left and my music played. That's all they're going to remember. I said, I, I want this. I want to do some stuff to this guy and I want him to, 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 Keep pulling yourself up on the ropes. Just, just everything I do to him, I'm doing it. He's selling it, but he just keeps trying to get up. Dave, they hired him the next day because I beat the dog shit out of this kid. He was 160 pounds. And I hit him with everything I had. And he, it, it was it was like he, he took a, a pebble off the ground and just threw it like, <laughs> I don't, he can't do nothing. But he kept trying. 
and they hired him the next day. He had a nice little run. Based yeah, off the he fact screwed me from the ECW title in the Great American Bash by joining you, you son of a bitch. Now I know where this plan developed. Wow. Well, it all stemmed from that day. Sorry, sorry, Tom. <laughs> but that's how easy it is to tell a story. It's like they're Trent Trimber, brother. I see Trent now. Trent was an extra. I worked with him. They hired him. I had some of my best matches with Rey Mysterio and with um, um, I have uh, Rey Mysterio and, and Matt Seidel. I almost called him Evan Bourne. You know why I had matches with the smaller guys? Because I finally got to work. I got to tell a story. I got to bump around and fall and trip. And I would put myself in position for their success. I had Evan Bourne, as I was running toward him, just, I said, just lay down and trip me. He said, what? I said, just belly down and I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll trip. And I tripped over my face planted. Boom. I said, give me that fucking springboard suplex thing off the, the flipping thing to my back. And I rolled out to the floor and I'm so, oh my God. I say, run down the apron, man. Give me a fucking cannonball off the. Th and I took a bump on the floor for Evan. You you would have thought Stone Cold walked in there. How you build a guy and help them to 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 put people in suspended belief is really really important. I work with Bully and and, and Devon. And. I was taking their finish and bully was like, Hey man, um, can we go to the ring? And, you know, I want to see if you... I said, man, I'm offended. <laughs> I said, you don't think I'm gonna get up. And he said, no, I just, I just, you know, I just wanted to rehearse this. I said, bro, it ain't nobody in this fucking business. That's going to get up for your shit. Like I am because I took pride and making motherfuckers look good. And I, I'm about to well up. I take pride in my shit. I quit while I was ahead, while I was on top, because I didn't want to look like shit in the ring. And more people need to have this. Pride, passion, and go fucking study. See stuff that was done before you. And when you do that, you'll be fine. But if you fucking think you know everything and you disrespect Bully's teaching and, and Tommy's words and, and his psychology because you want to go do a damn moonsault and a twisty flippy thing like that nobody's going to fucking remember, you're killing the business. Dave, it's Tommy. also... Tommy, hold on one yes. second. That nobody's going to remember yep that is so important uh, the, what I, go ahead tommy you're right but, but it's also when we talk about condition um i used to love to dive i still would still love to go to the top turnbuckle dive on somebody i'm literally looking at two guys that i always knew would catch me 
because Mark would catch me and Bubba would catch me. I literally watch it every single week. I, every day when I watch, somebody will do a dive and then it's the proverbial, what? Sorry, brother. And guys are <laughs> wiping out. And it's not the diver's fault. It's the catcher's fault. But that's also conditions. For me, I'm not diving. How Dante Martin, not his fault, he overshot it, didn't die when he hit his face on the concrete on like a springboard thing, not his fault. Um, I mean, he overshot it. It was just, it was a thing. But then got up and fired up. I would have laid there, never gotten up and had a stretcher job. I wouldn't have buzzed anybody. And he would have been even a bigger star yep. from coming back from that because that was as real as real can get. And that's also listening to the crowd because the people are like, oh, they gasped for you. They cared for you. And yes, you finished the match and it's kudos to you, but that's right at there. You could have been a bigger money-making star for AEW on that moment. At times in WWE, they will literally say, they'll scream it, stop, sell that, lay there, do this. Because they know right then and there, wait, we have something here. Something happened by accident, but guess what? We're going to make money off of this. And that's listening to your audience. Wow. I mean, listening to all three of you, uh, I think this has been one of the best episodes of the master's class we've ever done because I think everybody that's listening to the show has learned something from listening to this because there truly is a art to putting a match together. Uh, Bully, Tommy, Mark, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge on this episode. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to Busted Opens, the master's class, Busted Opens podcast, available on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pandora. And don't forget, you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 on Sirius XM. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.